The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Welcome into the Ringer Gambling Show. Austin Gale here with Raheem, the Dream Palmer, R. Tuta, Tuta, as you know him in his former TJ life. And I think he's about to pick it back up because this guy's looking for apartments in Las Vegas. He's taking over. He's running for mayor, I think. Dude, you are uh, stealing so much money from the casinos that I think you're, you're setting up shop there. I'm so happy that you're coming close to the West Coast. I might have to come visit. Yo, I might have to come to LA. I mean, I've been wanting to come out there to visit the whole Ringer staff. Bill, I know Bill invited me to some Clipper games. So I'm, I'm going to come link with you at some point. Dude, you're getting the Bill Simmons Clipper invites? What the hell is this? I, I, this is ridiculous. I'm, 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 I'm playing sec- Stefan. I'm looking at you. You got any Clipper invites? I bet you haven't. This is fucking rough. We're getting, we're getting screwed out here. Raheem's getting free comp meals in Vegas. He's getting an apartment out there. He's getting invites to Clipper games. Well, uh, if I keep betting like I have on. Stefan just dropped in the Zoom chat. He's getting no Clipper invites. <laughs> well, uh, if, if, if I keep betting Thursday night with you, I, I might make enough money to buy my own tickets and maybe I'll meet you guys there. But our last two weeks have been good, dude. We we, we called out the you know alternate totals on that on that Colts-Broncos game, which was one of the more unwatchable games of the season. I made a lot of money there. I came out of that game alone, like up like seven units. And for this game, I played it very similarly. Some alternate totals, a lot of under, and we backed the commanders knowing that this might be Ron Rivera's last stand. And it was an ugly game that the Bears should have won if Darnell Mooney catches that pass cleanly and you know maybe you know runs the route a bit deeper. I know Benjamin Solak ran, you know, did a, a, an awesome breakdown of that play on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like this Bears team should have won, but the commanders win. They went 12-7, 19 points total in this freaking game. I think the total was around like 38 and a half. So if you bet the under, you were there. And if you back the commanders money line, which were dogs in this game, or bought them out to minus three and a half. I bought them out to minus six and a half too. That obviously didn't hit in this one, but still came out of this one plus units. And we got another, we got another game this week where I feel like there's some value. Pre- preview this matchup for me. We got 
New Orleans Saints at Arizona Cardinals. Still unsure, I think, if Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston plays in this game. Still unsure if Michael Thomas plays in this game or Chris Olave plays in this game. Arizona Cardinals, though, are at home. They're one-and-a-half-point favorite. This, in my opinion, we talked about this being, like, last resort for... uh, This line actually has been stretched out to two-and-a-half on FanDuel. It was one-and-a-half earlier in the week. It's out to two-and-a-half. Total set at 44-and-a-half. The same stuff that we were saying about Ron Rivera and the Commanders... I know Steve Kime and, and Cliff Kingsbury just signed extensions, but like the seat is getting hot. There's boiling water under Cliff Kingsbury if he can't figure it out here at home, favored by two and a half against the Saints. Yeah, this is the, I mean, look, the Arizona Cardinals, they mustered three points against the Seattle defense, which is one they of the worst. They didn't score an offensive league. touchdown. They didn't score an offensive touchdown against arguably the worst defense in the NFL. I call that like, a get right game for Cliff, and they failed. They failed. That, I mean, that was absolutely flabbergasted. I like, I mean, when you look at Cliff Kingsbury, they've consistently struggled at home. They're 9 and 17, 35% at home, including 0 and 7 in their last seven home games. And they typically perform well on the road, but they couldn't perform well against the Seahawks defense, one of the worst in the league. Now they come home and they face a New Orleans team, which is really underrated. Um, and when you look at the Cardinals, they're 0 and 4 straight up against the spread on a short week under Cliff Kingsbury. And that includes, like, in three of those four games, they were favorites, including last year. I think they were seven-point favorites against the Packers without DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, without Devontae Adams. And they still end up losing that game. So I don't know how you can trust Cliff Kingsbury on the road, even with some of the injuries that the Saints have. But what are your thoughts on this game? I I, I think that... You know, I put in my, uh, I write the power rankings on ringer.com every single week. My, my lead was there is zero way, no way to paint the Cardinals in a positive light right now. Like, it, they, did not, they did not score an offensive touchdown against the Seahawks, a, a team that's been allowing 430 yards per game and ranks 24th in defensive success rate. They didn't score an offensive touchdown. Their only score came on a block punt. The good news is DeAndre Hopkins is coming back from his suspension, and like that, you have to hope is an upgrade offense, but they lost Marquise Brown. Like, Marquise Brown is hurt, going to miss multiple games. I think it's with a foot injury. They did just trade for Robbie Anderson. I doubt he's able to play that quickly on a short week, and if he is, it's going to be a limited kind of field-stretching role. These are roster upgrades on paper with Anderson obviously coming in and and DeAndre Hopkins coming back, but losing Marquise Brown is a tough one. And defensively, this, this Cardinals team has been up and down. I worry about the Arizona Cardinals not winning this game because I think Sound the alarms if they haven't been sounded already, if they come out of this game as a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home, especially if Michael Thomas isn't able to play or Chris Olave isn't able to play and Andy, Andy Dalton has to start for this team again, the backup quarterback on the team. If they lose this game, I'm worried. I'm really worried for Cliff. I feel like it's a back-against-the-wall spot against the Saints defense, too, that I think an underrated storyline is they can't create pressure. They rank 14th yeah. or tied for, tied for 14th in sacks, so I think people aren't talking about it a lot. But they are dead last in pressure rate and, and 31st in total pressures. Marcus Davenport leads the team with 19, but no other player, I think, has more than 12. Like, they can't create pressure, which should help this Cardinals offense, as should Hopkins, as should Anderson if he's able to suit up. This is a back-against-the-wall spot where, like, I'm honestly saying this is the last time I'm backing you, Cliff. Like, this is it. Like, you got to win this game. you got to cover the one-and-a-half. I already got it at one-and-a-half. And if they don't, I think, I think the panic button is, 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 is just so big that I don't know if I can back the Cardinals again. I mean, I think there's some encouraging things. I mean, you mentioned the lack of pressure that the Saints generate, but also the Saints could be missing Marshawn Lattimore. 
And, I mean, we saw yeah. how top-tier receivers have dominated the Saints all year. We saw what Jamar Chase did on Sunday. So, DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, he's coming back. And we all know the splits with DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. I mean, with DeAndre Hopkins on the field last year, Arizona was first in yards per attempt, 8.8. Third best EPA per play last year. Without Hopkins last year, 16th in yards per attempt and 24th in EPA per play. And Kyler Murray's EPA... I mean, it, like, it changes. I mean, because we typically what we see, and Warren Sharp mentions this all the time, Kyler Murray, at the start of his seasons, he's normally healthy. He's able, he's able to run around. He got Hopkins, and he's healthy, but he's so small, he takes these hits. And like, towards the end of the season, his EPA drops. He's not the same quarterback. So you got Hopkins back. You got Robbie Anderson up against a secondary who, I mean, they're banged up, and they you're just not getting any pass rush. So... I do think this is a game where the Cardinals should be able to push the ball down the field. But I think the issue that you have when you have Cliffs Kingsbury is that they have this, like last year, they had the second lowest pre-snap motion frequency in the league. So they're really predictable. And yeah. you can kind of see a lot of that predi- um, predictability when they go for it on fourth down and can't get it. Like last week, they had three turnovers on, on, fourth, on fourth down. So... Mm-hmm. It's it's tough to back this team, but you can see why this number is going to Arizona minus two. Right now, the Arizona Cardinals have the worst point differential in the first halves of games by 14 points. They're minus 60 in the first half. They're favored Ooh. in this game by two and a half, and you can still get them at plus money to cover a half point line in the first half because of how bad they start games. And you could argue that adding Robbie Anderson, if he's able to play, I know it's a short week, whatever and DeAndre Hopkins, that maybe they start out faster. But like, I honestly think that's going to be too much confusion for Cliff to handle. And he's going to be like, I don't know. Like, what do we do? Like, and I think it could even be slower. I don't know. Like, th- th- I'm scared to bet Arizona Cardinals minus a half point in the first half in a game that they're favored at home against a Saints team that could be starting the backup quarterback. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know about this Cardinals team. Like, how bad they've been to start games, how lucky they've been in the games they've won. That game against the Raiders was absurd. You know, two six, you know, two eight-point drives to push that game to overtime and then a forced fumble to return to the house to win that game. Man, I, I don't know. I, I'm back in the Cardinals as, as a desperation spot. As like a cliff, do this for me. And I'm going to take them at half point plus 100 on Fandle to cover the first half spread. And I'm going to take them at minus one and a half. And I'm going to take them at minus two and a half because I think this Cardinals team is better. I think this Cardinals team is healthier, especially with DeAndre Hopkins back. And I know Marquise Brown's out, but with DeAndre Hopkins back, I think that's big. And I think they covered this line. As for the total, I'm, I'm sweating the under again. Not even sweating, I don't think. It's 44 and a half. I, I, I think this Arizona Cardinals team even with DeAndre Hopkins, could start out slow. And, and this game is going to be another Thursday night banger where we look at an under total, where, where, where both offenses struggle to move the ball and specifically struggle to convert in the red zone. A- any thoughts or leans on the total? So I think that's interesting because if you like the under, that lends itself towards taking the Saints on a teaser because mm. we're looking at a low total of 44. And if you're teasing that up from plus two, plus two and a half to eight, eight and a half, those points are more valuable in that situation. So, the, I mean, the Saints are a little banged up. I, I mean, I personally would want to wait for the injury report. But I think if you're going to play this under, I think you need to grab in the Saints on the teaser as well. Um, just because I just think the, the Saints should be able to do enough offensively to keep this within a touchdown, especially with the way that the Cardinals struggle to score in the first half. Here's the play. Here's the play. The official play. And we'll end on this. I'm going Cardinals minus one and a half. Cardinals minus two and a half. Mm-hmm. And... I'm taking the under 44 and a half. And I'm in a happy middle of this pitch. I'm going to go 
<laughs> take the teaser at Saints plus eight and a half. So I'm going to get the Saints to cover the eight and a half. Say they, 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 they lose by three, they lose by four, whatever. But I'm going to get the Cardinals to cover the one and a half and the two and a half, and I'm going to take the under. That's the super Thursday night spread. That's called a heat check in this business. I, yeah. I, I dominated two weeks ago. I dominated last week. This is the heat check. I'm going happy middle. Saints plus eight and a half. I'm going Cardinals minus one and a half, and I'm even taking it out to minus two and a half. And then I'm also taking the under. Raheem, you, you know what? I think I think I'm, I go think ahead. I'm gonna go with the. I, think, I, I, I like those. I think I want to tease that with the Jets. If you can tease that up to seven, I think there's some plus ones right now. I, I like that with mm-hmm. the Jets. Or if you want to add that that teaser with, I think you can look at the Patriots. I mean, you could tease the, the Patriots. I don't think the Patriots should better beat the Bears. You got Bill Belichick against Justin Fields, who just isn't passing the ball right now. So if you want to tease that with either the Jets or the Patriots, I think you're in a good position. Um, you should you can even do it with the Bengals because I think the Falcons have some cluster injuries at cornerback. So I think you know mix and match those four teaser legs. But I also kind of like the first half under. We we spoke about how yeah. the the Cardinals they struggle to score in the first half. I mean we can see that again here. I think the first half under is twenty two. Um, you got some spots at twenty one. But if you get a, a 22, 21 and a half, I think you're in a good spot. I, I think the Jets teaser leg is a great call out. Jets were, I think, open as like two and a half point dog against the Broncos. It's now down to one. If you could have got it at two and a half and teased it out to eight and a half or got it at one and a half, teased it out to seven and a half, that would have been phenomenal. But I think more money is being poured on the Jets because there's some question around Russell Wilson playing. That total's yeah. also down to the lowest on the slate at 38 and a half. And you just talked about how teaser teasers have more value in low totals. That's 38 and a half. So I, I like that combination. If you're going to tease the Saints, I'm going to I'm going to throw them in that leg with the Jets at plus one, even just taking out to the seven with the push probability on the road against the Broncos. Uh, this is a heat check. I'm excited. I'm excited. This is going to be a big one. We're probably going to show up on this podcast next week. Saints win by 40. I look like an idiot. And I honestly, I drive to Phoenix and I go find Cliff. I'm going to find him. I just got to talk to him. I just got to talk to him. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in now the college football aficionado, the Raj father, Roger Sherman. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Tip off the NBA season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Plus, FanDuel is the only sports book that's giving all customers three months of NBA League Pass when they make a $5 bet on the NBA. Three months of NBA League Pass when they make a $5 bet on the NBA. Then you can watch all the action as you bet everything from the money line to point spreads to totals. My favorite bet right now, honestly, John Morant plus 1,300 win MVP. Most fun to watch player in the NBA. I want to be rooting for him all season long. So don't miss your chance to get $150 in free bets plus three months of NBA League Pass with promo code GAMBLERS. That's G-A-M-B-L-E-R-S. Promo code GAMBLERS. G-A-M-B-L-E-R-S. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Must be 21 years or older in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. Seize terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. That's Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 
or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline, the TN Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. The Raj Father finally joins the show, coming in for Heem Palmer to talk some college football. Raj, how you living? Dude, that was one of the best college football Saturdays, one of the best sports Saturdays. I did not have enough screens over here to keep up with all the crazy things that happened. The Tennessee-Alabama game, all-timer. I, and I we, got it, we got it fan. right. Yeah, we we're, did get it right. We did get it right. We were backing Hendon Hooker. We were batting, bat, backing him against the spread. I sprinkled a little bit on the money line. I think that's the only way I came out of last week up. But like, I, I really like this Tennessee football team. I, 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 I really do think that Hendon Hooker, Hypo, they have something going in Tennessee. And I wish I was there for the field, the storm chase. I was there last year for Alabama, Tennessee, obviously a year early to catch the storm chase. I did get a couple pictures with the dog, though. What's the dog's name at Tennessee? Smokey, Smokey, Blue Tick Smoky. Coon Hound. An absolute I, I got, beauty. <laughs> I got a couple he's, pictures. He's my Smokey, favorite mascot dog. I, I not like no offense to all the other good mascot dogs. Uga, you know, I'm not dissing you guys. You're also good dogs, but Smokey the ears really do it for me. Now, Smokey, I think is one of one among mascot dogs. I think Uga might be second, maybe even falling down the list. I don't know how many mascot dogs there are, but uh, there's a lot. Game. There's a lot. <laughs> it's that's why what college football is one of the best sports. NFL. Not a single live animal on the sidelines. College football, we got bison, we got Wait, cows. didn't the Dolphins have a dolphin for a little bit? I, I'm not sure whether that's an actual thing that happened or whether it's just Ace Ventura, <laughs> like like Mandela affected it into our brains. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, um, I, I don't know if we're going to see a, a storm the field situation this week. Not, not a lot of home dogs that I'm backing this week, but still, I wish I was there for that Tennessee one carrying the goalposts into the river. This week, number 14, Syracuse versus number five, Clemson. Both teams undefeated. Clemson favored by 13 and a half. Also going to look at number 20, Texas at number 11, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, despite 11th in the AP poll, six and a half point dogs at home against Quinn Ewers and the Texas Longhorns. A top 10 matchup in the Pac-12, baby. Number nine, UCLA, which is undefeated on the season. Versus number 10, Oregon, their only loss coming against Georgia, I think in week zero, week one. They're six and a half point dogs or six and a half point favorites at home. That's Oregon in Austin Stadium. And then number 17, Kansas State, five and one on the year, going against my, our TCU Horn Frogs. Undefeated TCU Horn Frogs. They're favored by three and a half over Agent Martinez and the fighting Kansas State Wildcats. Safan Anderson is our producer. I need you to throw in some Horn Frog sounds right here. And we're going to throw them every single freaking week because TCU is rolling. Like it's like an angry rivet. It's like an angry mm-hmm. rivet. And like I, the fact that I always have to bring up is that the TCU Horn Frogs spit blood out of their eyes. Not sure it's spitting, but it comes out of their eyes. That's why their uniforms were uh, ah, purple and red on. They that had makes red sense. On, I did not know that Saturday to uh, to signify the blood coming out of their eyes. The more you know, we know and about liz- lizards, reptiles can can do some. I I prefer the mascots that are fluffy. Fair. Totally fair. All right, let's start with number 14, Syracuse at number five, Clemson. DJ Uyengalele, quarterback of Clemson, has played a lot better this year. And I think it's a big reason why there are people backing Clemson as a legitimate playoff team, in addition to, obviously, their undefeated record. That's going to put you in a good situation to do that as well. I I, I think it's their defense. Defense is really, really stand out this year. They're playing well, specifically against the run. I think they're eighth in EPA per rush allowed this year. That's the Clemson Tigers. But for Syracuse, 
No slouch here, man. This offense has actually been really good. Top 20 in the Power 5 in EPA per play. Top 10 in EPA per pass. And defensively, top 10 in EPA per pass allowed. Like, this Syracuse team, undefeated. No one wants to back them. They're only number 14 in the AP poll. I smell a cheeky upset, potentially. I know it's on the road. It's hard to win at Clemson. But, man, 13 and a half feels like a lot of points for the Syracuse Orange. Not, not just undefeated, Syracuse. Five and one against the spread, Syracuse. They're not getting the respect they deserve. Legally, I'm not allowed to bet on this game because I'm a resident of New York State. <laughs> I, apparently, apparently, like when the when they were passing the gambling laws in New York, I can bet on like the Yankees and the Knicks. But I guess like the risk of me paying a college football player to throw a game is too high. So I'm not it allowed is high. to bet. I know you. I know you've done it before. <laughs> yeah. You're you're that uh, yeah. quarterback they, in. Uh, um, if, <laughs> what is it, the longest yard that shaves points? I think you're doing some shady stuff behind the scenes. If I, if it wasn't for that, every Army, I'd be up at Army West Point getting the guys the, to rig games. Um, but no, Clemson, uh, you know, they're undefeated. The last time we talked about them, it was before the Wake Forest game, and I was like, DJ hasn't thrown for 300 yards in like over a year. And then he immediately went out and threw for 300 yards that game. But like, they didn't cover 14 against Wake Forest. They didn't cover 14 against Florida State. They didn't cover 14 against NC State. And I think Syracuse is in the same in the same region as those teams. If Clemson wasn't beating those teams by multiple, by like 20, 30 points, I, I'm I'm on Syracuse plus 13 and a half. I'm on Syracuse plus 13 and a half as well. I think the 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 market putting it at 13 and a half and encouraging people to see that key, not necessarily a super big key number, but that that 14 is an opportunity to back Clemson, I think is a fool's errand. I think that's, I think that's, um, that's bait. I, I call that bait. Garrett Schrader, who everyone's going to talk about DJ Uangalele in this game. Garrett Schrader, quarterback of Syracuse, has been super, has been great this year. Former transfer from Mississippi State, played a, a lot last year and was okay. This year, 88.3 grade according to PFF. And he has a running game backed by Sean Tucker, who has some of the best tweets of any player in college football this year. I, I, I am a huge fan of this Syracuse Orange team. I think 13 and a half is too many points. We're back in the orange. I know you can't. I'll put some extra money on it for you, though. I, I'm picking them. I, I'm well. I'm I'm not going to cross state lines here and uh, <laughs> break <laughs> break whatever law that is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 on the orange, not the orange. Quinn yours. The other, not the team wearing orange. The no. Oh, they we're going straight orange. to another. We're going straight to another orange. We're going orange on yeah. orange to orange on orange. This is the most like, orange week. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you say orange. Is it you're saying orange? I don't know. I've never really dissected my my. I, dialect. I'm dissecting I'm, it now. Say it again. Say or- orange on orange. Well, now I'm now I'm now I'm now I'm nervous. The orange bowl. The orange bowl. There but you I, go. I, I I just said orange. I just said it like that. Yeah. Weird. Anyway, yeah, yeah. let's stop talking about my voice. <laughs> All right. So another orange on orange matchup. It's uh, number twenty Texas at Oklahoma State. Texas coming off a a, a couple of monster weeks here. Texas has looked phenomenal in recent weeks. I like Quinn Ewers a lot. I like this offense a lot. The run game has struggled, specifically the offensive line, it has struggled to create room for P. John Robinson. They ranked just 58th in the Power 5. There's only 65 Power 5 teams. 58th in yards before first contact per attempt. I don't love this Texas offensive line, specifically in the run game, but Quinn Ewers absolves a lot of those sins, and B. John Robinson absolves a lot of those sins. And going against an Oklahoma State team that also can't run the ball, one of the worst rushing offenses in the, in the, in the Power 5, and defensively, been good against the run, but against the pass, 43rd in EPA per play allowed and, and, and 38th in EPA per pass allowed. I think this is an opportunity for Texas to roll. I know it's on the road, and I know it's against Gundy, and I just mentioned 
the betting markets putting this, you know, at 13 and a half to back Clemson and that's fool's gold. I think the six and a half marks too low. I like Texas minus six and a half. Well, Texas looked great two weeks ago against Oklahoma. Last week, beat Iowa State, which isn't a great team by three points. So I'm I'm not feeling that great about them. Oh, Oklahoma State, I I I re- they they were looking so good in that first half against TCU and then it fell apart and they lost in overtime. Um the advanced stats are really loving Texas. You yeah. have I, every once in a while I bring up the um the composite rankings put together by Nate Banzo at CFB Nate and they Texas is number 6 in those rankings. Some some uh, rating systems put them as a top five team, but yeah, you know, the the Pokes have done a good job for me, and uh, I, I've got them covering six and a half. I wow, I think that I think the I think that Oklahoma game they looked so great in that game, and it was such a premier game and such a big game in our minds, and I I think that. 49 had so much to do with how bad Oklahoma was in that moment with the backup quarterback missing play. Like they were just not a, a real football team in that game. I'm, I'm sticking with, I'm not putting Texas as like one of the best teams in the country yet, which all the power ratings seem to do. And Mm -hmm. I've gone with Oklahoma state, man. I, I'm, I'm picking the, the orange underdogs. I, I just said orange again. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm taking I'm taking the bait here. I'm taking minus six and five, minus six and a half. I'm taking Texas on the road. I'm, that's probably famous last words. The more you, the more I talk it out, the more I hate it. But on to number nine UCLA at number ten Oregon. UCLA undefeated on the year, one spot ahead of Oregon, who's five and one. Oregon. I don't know. I, I said Oregon weird. Now I'm saying no, Oregon weird. I don't know what the okay, hell's going okay, on. But okay, 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 okay. The way you pronounce that word is Oregon. Okay. Talk to people from talk to people from Oregon. That's an O, not an R. So we're we're learning this week about numbers, betting, but also how to pronounce an O at the beginning of the word. Perfect. I, I, Oregon. I, I feel a lot smarter and a lot better. Number you, number nine but, UCLA against number ten Oregon, and I, the Oregon at Austin Stadium is different. I, I think it's a big reason they were favored over BYU, and a lot of people were backing BYU a few weeks ago. And it's, I think it's a big reason here against an undefeated UCLA team that they're six and a half point favorites. So uh, this, this Oregon team, one, is very good. Has a phenomenal offensive line. Like their offensive line is one of the best offensive lines in the country. They rank first in EPA per rush, ninth, and this is in the Power Five, ninth in yards before first contact per attempt, first in pressure rate allowed. Like this offensive line is a juggernaut at Oregon. And I think a reason that as good as UCLA has been, I, I think could struggle against this Oregon team. And I think, or, I think Oregon, this is another bait pick, right, at six and a half. They want you to take Oregon here. They want you to get that seven. I, I don't know if I like them to cover. I'm probably taking UCLA to cover the six and a half. But I think Oregon wins this football game. This, first of all, I'm, 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 I'm really passionate about Chip Kelly. I, I, I'm so excited that they're finally breaking through here. They're undefeated. They're going back to Chip's to Chip's ancestral grounds in Oregon. Here is the stat of this game that I, I that that has me on UCLA plus six and a half. Okay. So this comes from at Stats O War uh, puts out um, uh, advanced stats previews of every game. UCLA is number two in 
uh, all of college football on passing success rate per play. That's do you get 50% of your yards on first down, 70% of the yards you need on second down or, or all of them on third and fourth? Basically, is the play you're running going to be successful? UCLA, number two in the country in that stat rate. Oregon on defense is 121st in that stat. So we have a team that's extremely efficient throwing the ball, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. They're getting the yards they need. They're making the plays they need versus a team that on defense is not able to do that against opposing passing games. I, I'm, I wonder how much of that stat is just the fact that they got their asses kicked by Georgia week one, like almost two months ago. But even you look at some of the teams they've been playing, they're not like dominating, you know, the Stanford's and Arizona's. They're, those teams are scoring touchdowns on them. They just happen to score more on offense. I think UCLA is going to put up a hell of a lot of points. I think UCLA is going to cover the six and a half. I'm interested to see whether they win this game. And I'm also thinking with USC having lost a game now that a nice bet you might want to put down is UCLA plus 310 to win the Pac-12. Because they're they're an undefeated team uh, and looking like maybe the best team of the conference right now. And, you know, I, I, that Pac-12 South, they, they're, they, uh, they're on top of the leaderboard right now. And I think they can cover six and a half and maybe win this game. Yeah, offensively for UCLA, they've been phenomenal, specifically on early downs. Eighth in EPA per play on early downs. They have the the second lowest average depth of target of any team in the Power Five, but they're making plays after the catch, and, and the run game has had a lot of success there at UCLA as well. I like them plus six and a half. I still think Oregon finds a way to win this football game, though. I, I think I, I don't know if I'm going to sprinkle a half unit like I normally do when I bet a dog uh, on the money line. I think Oregon does win this game, but I, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a bit of a dogfight here, and UCLA covers the six and a half. The, the UCLA offense is is going to like move the ball efficiently, and the question is whether Oregon can disrupt that, and that's not like you know maybe make a stop on first down, and make them have to do something weird on on third, but like I don't think that's going to happen a lot. Last thing I'll mention, I think this is the highest total on the Saturday slate, sixty nine and a half. Pe- people are expecting points in Otson. All right, last but not least, really quickly here, number 17, Kansas State, the Fighting Wildcats with Deuce Vaughn, Adrian Martinez, who I think is getting his doctorate at this point for how many years he's been in college football against TCU. Max Duggan, the Swagger King, Quentin Johnson, a potential first-rounder receiver, the Horn Frogs, blood-squirting Horn Frogs, baby, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. You, you know where I'm at. I don't have to give my analysis here. TCU, third in EPA per play in the Power Five. Third in EPA per rush. First in yards before first contact per attempt. First in EPA on early downs. This offense is cooking. And no one is stopping that, especially at home. I like them covering the three and a half against Adrian Martinez in Kansas State. This show has developed into just the, the Austin Gales TCU hour. <laughs> you love the Horned Frogs, man. <laughs> and guess what? I bet against them the last two weeks. And, uh, and I did and- it against Kansas. And I did it last week against Oklahoma State. So this is where... In terms of record keeping, I just want to be on the record about this. If you bet the number I gave out on the show, you would have lost both of those picks. But the line moved both weeks so that... Uh, away from you your picks, on, obviously. Away, away, from, away your picks. from my picks. And then on <laughs> Saturday, I bet um, I bet on uh, against TCU both of those weeks and both of them won. So I'm, I'm waiting till Saturday and I'm betting on Kansas State. Gosh, you're going to bet on Kansas State on Saturday? Ah, this is this is rough. We're going to have to get a new co-host here. Can't do it. The blood squirting. Because I bet against TCU two team. weeks in a row. 
Eds, you bet on TCU, and if you bet the line on 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 Thursday when the show comes out, you 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 were two and zero, and if I bet it on Saturday, I, I was two and zero. So yeah, because the line was moving in my favor, because people know. Yeah, because people know because you were ahead. right. Yeah, I'm so, moving needles. I'm moving lines out here. Uh, that's gonna do it for the college the college portion of the show. That's gonna do it for this entire show. Raheem, Roger, big shout outs to them. Obviously, big shout outs to our producers, Stefan Anderson, Steve Cerruti, and Connor Nevins. Make sure you continue to turn to, tune into this feed. Tuesdays, it's East Coast Bias with J.J. House and Raheem. The Monday Night Football Preview is my favorite on the show with J.J. and Raheem. Also on Thursdays, or on Fridays, Born Sharp and House Reset the Slate with lines and injury information, all that stuff. Just make sure to tune in to the rest of the show on the Ringer Gambling Feed. Until next time, thanks again. Oscar Gale, Raheem Palmer, Roger Sherman, The Ringer Gambling Show. 